Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholtz alongside the great Kevin Ray, financial coach at Inside Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area, offices in Pinconning and Saginaw. We're online at insightfolios.com. We're going to put Kevin's three decades of experience in the financial world to the test today with some great questions, and I got some great guidance for you on the show today. Before we dive into everything, let's introduce you to the voice of the hour. Kevin, how you doing? I am doing much better since you emphasized the word great Kevin Ray. I mean, what, how else could I go but up from there? The right? great Kevin Ray, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I am doing great, Walter. Fall is here, hunting's here, fishing's here. Everything's in full swing for me. I'm excited. I'm raring to go, you know, and uh, looking forward to it. So, And the Lions are just playing so well this season. So. Oh, don't get me going on the Lions. You know, it's just, you know, I see Matthew Stafford over there, and he's doing well. Go yep. figure. Right? Well, well, I can understand because he's got a different team. But, oh, the Lions just drive me crazy. Oh, man. So, bit, of a, it's, bit of a struggle. Bit of a it's, struggle. Did you hear when they were, I forget, they were introducing – somebody but they booed you know mrs ford there oh, <laughs> um, they sell gotcha. the team or they're chanting sell the team i think they were saying oh wow like, we need something we need we need a winner again we haven't had a winner since wayne fonts so oh my gosh yeah the, the the team that had barry sanders still can't seem to figure out how to how to get some wins no them. no and barry you know barry i don't want to talk too much on him but barry said you know, he quit the team. He retired because he said the team didn't want to win. So and I can kind of see that now. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. too bad. Too bad. Yeah. Uh, well, I know that you also, uh, you know, spend a lot of time traveling down to Charlotte um, to see Paul and you know, are back and forth a lot in between the two locations. So you can adopt the Panthers as your second team, right? Since you spend so much time there, they're, they're doing well this season. They're doing well. Yeah. Yep. That's what Paul tells me every time I'm down there. So yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Hey, he says, how's those lions going? And I said, let's, let's change the subject. Let's change the subject. There we go. <laughs> well, we'll do the same thing on this show and change the subject mm-hmm. now. Uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's program, a little fun fact of the week for you, Kevin. And uh, I'm going to have to ask my brother-in-law, Pilot, if this is if this is truly true. Because, you know, sometimes these fun facts, you hear it, and then it's kind of like, okay, was that actually a true thing? Or was it an old wives' tale? Or just sort of something somebody made up? And it just sort of made the rounds. But apparently, an airline's pilot and co-pilot eat different meals every flight just in case one causes food poisoning. Now, it does make logical sense, right? Well, I would have never thought of that until you said that, but it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Because you don't want both of your pilots getting sick and you can't land that plane and you got to go to, what was that movie, Airplane? Uh-huh. Yeah. I was yeah. just about to mention my, one of my favorite all-time movies of Airplane. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm looking it up as, as we're talking and it says pilots and co- are advised not to eat the same meals when they're working. So evidently there's some truth in it. Uh, I just love the... Um uh, why, why isn't the captain, did you have, what was it, fish or, or beef? Was, were those the two options? Did you have the fish or the beef? Everybody that ate fish on this plane is going to be sick. Yeah. And then they asked the other pilot, what did you have for dinner? He said, I had the lasagna. <laughs> 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 it wasn't an option. He had lasagna. All right. 
Oh man, uh, that was a, a good. That was a funny show. A long what time a good, ago. What a good movie. We should do a whole topic on the movie Airplane at some point. That'd um, be fun. I'm sure we could find take all the different jokes in Airplane and then turn them into financial examples. <laughs> Certainly, we could have a fun segment doing that. I'm sure it'd be a blast too. We're, we're, we're going to put that on the agenda to come up with some content for that. All right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, very interesting. I'm going to text my uh, my my brother-in-law uh, during the show today and see if I can get an answer on that to see if that's a true fun fact. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'd be interested to know that. Uh, I think he's in a simulator right now, in fact, training on a new airplane. So we'll see if that's, uh, if that's the so deal. So is, is he flying commercial? He does. He flies for Delta. Uh, oh. Yeah, used, used to be in the military and um, uh, flew like uh, important high up people uh, to various places in the Middle East and out to Guam and was based in Hawaii for many years. And, and now he is in the commercial realm and flies for Delta. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's get to the main topic of today's show. By the way, if you have any questions as we go through the program today, want to talk about your finances, retirement, or anything in between with Kevin, um, even if you just want to talk hunting and fishing, feel free to give him a call. I'm sure he'd be happy to chat about those things too. 888-885-PLAN is the number. 888-885-7526. All right. The obvious thing for us to do on this show each week, Kevin, is to talk about why you should work with a financial advisor and give you all the reasons why you should. We're going to flip it on its head this week, and instead we're going to tell you all the reasons why you shouldn't work with a financial advisor. You ready for this? I know you were hesitant when I brought this up. You were like, whoa, I don't know about this. Let's have fun. Okay. (laughs) Have some fun with this. All right, so reason number one not to call a financial advisor is you have mastered the art of Internet research. Well, you know, we have a few people that come through the door that think they have. But Walter, do me a favor on this one. And then Google the best investments or the best stocks to pick or something of that nature. Okay. The best investments. Uh, And and what, you want how many results there are? Yeah, how many results? Well, it only took 0.84 seconds to get the answers and 381 million results. So 381 million results in point how many seconds? Uh, in 0.84 seconds. 0.84 seconds. So if you are good at mastering the internet research, you have to go through all of those results to figure out. And I'm betting on that page you're looking at, there's 10 different answers for the same question. Probably, yeah. And honestly, they're all like, they all even have a different lean to them or a different slant. Like one is about raising capital, another one is about uh, commission free investments, another one is about passive income. Another one's about uh, just best investments. Another one's about low-risk investments. So, yeah, I technically am not even getting answers to my questions of just the best investments. It's even either more nuanced or more broad than what I searched. Oh, the best investments for young people, um, which might not be my situation if I, you know, happened to read that article and not realize it was, you know, specifically aimed at young people. Yeah, and out of those millions and millions of... uh things that you're looking at which ones are true which right. ones are forced to d- down a path that they put you on a list they, well the first they four are all ads yeah there you go ads is what i was getting at yeah yeah, yeah. so if that is you you know an advisor is going to be way too simple for you you know um good luck on that and we're kind of being you know a little fun at, at this expense but when you master internet research just look at the COVID situation get the get the vaccine or not how many different results are you going to get there how long is it going to take you to go through there it normally isn't a good thing to trust the the research you're doing on the internet for those types of things so i'm cautioning people to do of doing that 
I recently sought advice on something from a friend of mine, and um, you know, I, I was struggling with, and I was asking him some questions about it, and he said, "All right, well, where did you get this idea from?" As I was kind of explaining my line of thinking, and I was like, "Well, I read a whole bunch of blogs and things on the internet about it." And he was like, well, there's your first problem. <laughs> because the internet is full of garbage advice. And uh, I was like, that is true. It, I, the advice I was reading about was uh, pretty much all over the place. And so it's hard to decipher what is good and who has good bad. intentions in giving the advice. And I consider myself somebody pretty savvy when it comes to research on the internet. And there I was falling victim to not even really knowing what I was reading. So pretty interesting stuff. That's fun. But yeah, if you've uh, mastered those 381 million search results and feel like you've got a good handle on it all, then yeah, you probably don't need a financial advisor if you've truly mastered that. Uh, All right. Another reason not to call a financial advisor is you are self-motivated to the to 100 on 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 the scale. You just have 100% self-motivation. Well, I can use you, Walter, as a prime Mm -hmm. example, right? In the last few weeks, we've been talking about you know, your exercise and your diets and all the things that you've been doing. So you're self-motivated, aren't you? Um, yeah, but see, I kind of have had a coach through that whole process. Yeah, so <laughs> the, the coach keeps you going to coach. So if you have a question, you're asking the coach. He puts you back on track, I'm assuming. Yeah. So t- tell me about your coaching on that end of it. Yeah, so uh, I, I don't know how much we've covered on uh, on air, but I've lost a lot of weight this summer, so I um, am down seventy pounds on the scale as uh, yeah, yeah, as, yeah. as of today's show, which is pretty exciting and and still going. Um, so yeah, been it's been an awesome summer, uh, and I have had intense coaching through the whole thing. So I've gone through a whole program, and then there's like three or four different coaches that I rotate through and communicate with, not daily, but whenever I have a question on something, and then they're also checking in with me every couple of days. Um, I'm asking questions about you know dieting and exercise, and this doesn't even count the coaches that I'm using at the gym who are helping with answer questions about, ooh, this is hurting now when I do this exercise. What should I do differently? Or, hey, to get the maximum benefit from this, you should try this, and they're there encouraging and helping. And so, yeah, I'm self-motivated to like, get healthy but i'm getting a lot of help along you get a lot of help on the back end yeah so who's the when i I say i tried to do it all on my own kevin for about the past decade and it wasn't working very well right so so when i say the best basketball athlete of the 80s who comes to mind uh michael jordan michael jordan right Mm -hmm. so michael jordan i would say was probably one of the best self-motivated persons but he had a personal trainer didn't he oh yeah many not not only that did you know that when he had the the personal trainer that he really liked, he hired him so no other basketball player, no other athlete could have him. <laughs> that's pretty sharp. So that's you know. So if you're self motivated, doesn't mean that you know you, you don't need a coach. In my in my opinion, because there's a lot of things on on this side. If we're talking about finances, that you know you're going to need some coaching, just like Walter did. You know, mm-hmm. he got he, he was self motivated, or you were self motivated. You you made it to the gym. And maybe on those days you didn't really feel it. The coach is kind of kicking you in the butt a little bit to do the right thing. And so self-motivation is good, but I think coaching, it goes hand in hand with that. And I think that's that's what you take away from this. Yeah. And unless you are completely flawless, then, uh, you know, you probably do need a financial advisor. But yeah, yeah. if you're if you're a if you're a flawless person and 100 percent self-motivated and need no outside coaching, then sure. Don't call a financial advisor. Don't, right. don't call us. Yep. Yeah, it's another one. All right. Uh, here's a third thing. You have nothing but time 
on your hands. You just got all the time in the world. You don't have anything busy or uh, other fun things going on in your life. You don't need to call a financial advisor. So what you're saying is you can take maybe eight hours a day, you know, five, six days a week, and you can go on the internet and maybe learn the financial world, learn how to create a plan for yourself, have plenty of time for ongoing, you know, check your bases and research investments and make trades and keep yourself on track. Or or take it from another angle. You can even have time to, uh, nothing but time on your hands to make mistakes and recover from those mistakes and things like that. Like, oh yeah, if I make a mistake and lose all my money, I have time to rebuild it, you know. Right. And do you know anybody, Walter, that has this much time? No, zero people. Zero people. Even, even, Even all the retired people I know don't have that time on their hands. Right. So you're not going to have enough time on your hands. Even I don't have enough time on my hands to keep up with everything during the week because there's so much of it. So it just takes experience and and it does take time, but it takes a lot of experience and a lot of uh, uh, coaching and those things to keep everybody on track. Very good. Uh, That's another reason not to call a financial advisor if you have nothing but time on your hands. All right, uh, let me give you one more for now, and then maybe we'll break, Kevin, and come back and do a few more of these. Uh, We're talking with Kevin Ray, uh, financial coach at Insight Folio, serving you in the Tri-City area, local offices in Pinconning, Saginaw as well. You can get in touch if you call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526 if you have any questions. Uh, We're talking about reasons not to call a financial advisor on today's show. So another reason that would be, Kevin, is if you want to uh, work until you die, then, yeah, you don't really need to do a whole lot of financial planning, so don't call a financial advisor, right? Well, you're going to work till 90, we hope, in this situation, Mm -hmm. if not longer. You you think you're going to have a paycheck coming in, so if you're going to work till 80, 90 years old, you're going to have a paycheck coming in, so your savings... Yeah, who, who cares? Don't who, matter. Don't who, matter. Who cares what the four hundred one k is doing yeah. at that point, right? Yeah, who cares about a plan, right? Who cares about an income plan? Because I don't need it. Because I'm going to work until I'm ninety years old, and I'm going to get raises every year, and my retirement income needs are solved. Now, if that is you, good for you. If you can work till ninety, and you love it, what you're doing till ninety, but and most people aren't going to do that. So you are going to need an income plan because you're unable to work until you die. For most of us. And you got to go forward and you're going to need that income plan sometime in life, whether it's paychecks or if you're unable to work, you you need to rely on some sort of plan. So if you truly are going to live until you, you know, work until you die and have a paycheck until you're 80, 90, you know, 100 years old, good for you. But if you're not, you need an advisor, in my opinion. Well, if you want to talk to Kevin Ray a little bit about something maybe going on in your financial life, if you've heard some of these reasons not to call a financial advisor and you're like, yeah, I'm not an internet research master and I do need some coaching and yeah, I'm kind of a busy person. I don't have hours on hand to recover from mistakes or to you know keep track of all these different investments I would need to make to put together my plan. And yeah, I don't want to work until I'm 90 or 100 years old. I want to have a little bit of a retirement here. Those are all signs you need a plan in place, and that's where Kevin does his great work each and every day in the office helping clients get to and all the way through retirement. If you want a complimentary review of your financial plan where Kevin can talk to you about some of the things that we discuss here on the show, give you a full comprehensive financial plan, reach out. Uh, No cost to make this call and to come in for a visit with Kevin and have this initial conversation. Find out where you stand, where you need to go, and all those good questions. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call. Call now for a complimentary financial review, 888-885-7526. Or again, it's simply 
885-PLAN. That'll put you in touch with Kevin, let you set up that time to meet and visit here in the near future at a time that's convenient for you. And don't worry, you don't have to have your statements and all that stuff pulled together right now. You're just calling to express that interest in meeting soon. 888-885-PLAN. And you can also go online to insightfolios.com. Click the listen button, ask questions that way, listen to past episodes of the show, and contact Kevin. Much more available to you there on the website, insightfolios.com. Stay with us. More to come on today's show. Reasons not to call a financial advisor. Maybe we're answering some of your questions on the show today and much more. All straight ahead here on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Thanks for joining us today on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. I'm Walter Sorholtz. Kevin is your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you in the Tri-City area with an office in Pinconning and another in Saginaw as well. We're online at insightfolios.com. You can actually email Kevin if you'd like. It's simply kevin at insightfolios.com. Kevin is the co-author of the book Navigating Through Retirement. He was born and raised in Pinconning and continues to serve the community every day, helping people get to and through retirement. On today's show, we've been talking so far about uh, we're kind of flipping the show on its head a little bit. We always talk about here on the program reasons why you should work with a financial advisor. Well, we're having a little uh, tongue-in-cheek discussion today, flipping it upside down and talking about reasons to not call a financial advisor. So we talked about if you've mastered internet research or you're 100% self-motivated and don't need any coaching and you have nothing but time on your hands and you want to work until you die, well, those are all probably pretty good reasons why you don't need to call a financial advisor. Got a couple more because we had so much fun in the first part of the show talking about these things to throw your way, Kevin. Uh, Another reason why not to call a financial advisor is, hey, I'm just going to rely on the government for support through my retirement. Well, that sounds very familiar from all the news I'm hearing today. Uh, Walter, but think of it this way. You work for you know, some company until you're 62, 63 years old. Your entire life you paid taxes, and you get to the point, you know what, I want some of those taxes back. So how do you do it? You're going to blow all the money that you have, and you're going to become destitute, and then you're going to go on Medicaid and food stamps in your later years. Does that sound like a, a good t- a good thing, relying on the government, if that's going to be the your, your plan? I'm sure it'll work out just fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it'll work out for you know a mm-hmm. couple of days here or there, sure. maybe. And you don't want a financial advisor getting in the way to you know maybe coach you the other way, so you don't have to rely on the government. And because we all know that relying on the government is not a good thing. What did Ronald Reagan? Say the government says, if I'm here to help, beware, something of that nature. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, those are the worst things you can hear, you know. So We're here, um, to, we're here to help. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Watch out. That's right. Don't rely on the government. Don't go down that path. If you know, in, in some cases, you know, some people can't help it because they have a nursing home exposure or something like that. But you can plan for that also, so you don't become destitute, rely on Medicaid and food stamps and all that stuff. And that's not a good plan. Trust me, yeah. it's not a good plan. Financial advisor will help uh, help you avoid staying on, uh, you know, food stamps and Medicaid and uh, having to fall back onto those kinds of things because they're going to put together a good plan to avoid those things. So if you don't want that help and you want to go that other option, that's the reason not to call a financial advisor. Another good one. All right. If you hope your kids get nothing at all, you just don't want them to get anything at all, uh, then don't meet with a financial advisor. Well, you know, as you put it, Walter, my three decades of experience here. Yes. I have have never once come across a couple who said, I don't want to leave my kids anything, ever. 
you know, I, I've never heard they're on great, great for, you know, brats, you know, they, they may run out of money. I really don't care. I don't care if I leave them anything. Most of the time I'm hearing, I want to leave them the leftover plan. What's left over after I have right. fun. I, it I it may not it be them. the priority, but right. Right. rarely is somebody so much like, uh, yeah, I hope they get nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to get anything. You know, I'm gone. I'm gone. So, you know, the leftover plan is what most people do. What's left over, they want to leave it to them in the best tax advantage way that they can. And they want to, you know, leave some sort of legacy going on to the kids. I've never, ever heard this in 30 years of doing this. So I don't think that's a plan either. Yeah, that's a great point. And so if you want to uh, actually leave something for the next generation, then um, that won't be, uh, you know, uh, that's another reason why a financial advisor is somebody who helps with that kind of thing, that leaving a legacy and that sort of thing. So if you have no interest in that legacy element, then yeah, don't meet with a financial advisor. Yeah, uh, you want to you want to spend your last dime yeah, on your last day. Yep. Exactly. Even that might be difficult, though. See the previous five reasons that we just talked about. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last but not least, uh, paying taxes makes you just absolutely gleeful. If that is true, then yeah, you don't need to meet with a financial advisor. Do you know you know somebody like that? You uh, know the name. You never met this person. We talked about them probably a year or two ago. Who was the biggest taxpayer? Back, say in the seventies, mm, uh, was the uh, was it the uh, some actor or something like that? Elvis. Elvis. Oh, that's and, right, Elvis. And he was proud of it. He paid, you know, the most tax. He didn't uh-huh. do any tax planning, unless you're Elvis and you can afford to do this. I don't, you know, I've never met, and, and again, in my three decades, as Walter says, of, of doing, you know, helping people, coaching people through this, I've never met one couple who wanted to pay more in taxes than they absolutely had to. And in fact, Walter, I have a client who's confessed socialist. He says, I am a socialist. And I says, I can probably prove you're not to the extent you think you are in 10, in 10 seconds. He says, no, you can't. So let me see your tax returns. And then he's always trying to save as much in taxes as he can. So even that self-proclaimed uh, client that says he's, he's on the other side isn't necessarily there. So my three decades, if taxes make you happy, Unless you're an Elvis, that's probably not a good plan. You need an advisor. You don't want to pay any more than what you have to pay. And you want to do it legally, of course. And because it's not what you make that counts, it's what you keep that counts. And we've heard that for years and years and years. So don't be an Elvis. Don't be an Elvis. I like that. So uh, you you might want to be Elvis for the singing ability and the, yes. the, the fame and the fortune parts, but not for the paying the most taxes of anybody else. Yeah. We don't want to pay high taxes. If you do, don't meet with a financial advisor because that's probably going to be the very first thing that Kevin looks at is your tax exposure and uh, the tax risk and the ticking tax time bomb that you're, uh, you know, uh, that you're in danger of falling victim to. And he's going to fix that problem pretty quickly. So if you want to fix tax problems, if you want to make sure that you're leaving some sort of legacy to the next generation, you want to make sure that you're not living on government support. Those are the reasons why you want to meet with a financial advisor. But if you want to accomplish all of those things, yeah, don't listen to the rest of this show. Um, go ahead and tune out now. But if you are interested in getting help on those items, give Kevin a call. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin is your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area. Can help put together for you a complimentary, full-blown financial plan. Make sure you're well-prepared for the future. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. If you want to make sure that you can get to and through retirement, reach out now and talk to Kevin about this. 
plan is the number. More to come on today's show. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Stay with us. It's getting to know you time. You're listening to Simply Financial, and it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. This is where we take a quick sidestep from all the financial talk just to try and get to know Kevin as a as, as our advisor, as our expert, as the person that we turn to on the show each week here a little bit better. And so I come up with sometimes crazy, off-the-wall, random questions. Today's not so much crazy or random, but uh, still, I think, an insightful and a good one and a fun one as well. Uh, Kevin, what is your favorite family tradition? Ooh, well, I can remember when deer hunting season come along, Walter. Of course, okay. you, know, you knew I was going to go down that I, path. I figured there yeah. would be hunting or fishing involved, yes. And, and we knew every November 15th, you know, deer hunting was here. But the 13th, depending on what day the 15th fell on, but it was either the 13th or the 14th, all my uncles and relatives and everybody would gather, typically at my mom's house and dad's house. And we would sit around and listen to them, you know, play cards and tell big lies and, you know, get ready for the hunting season. It was just, it was a lot of fun when you had everybody there and you heard the same stories for years and years and years, but you look forward to hearing them again. And, and as every year, the stories got bigger and bigger. And then you could remind them and say, do you remember when that was like a four point? And now it's a 10 point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember that, you know? So um, that was always a hoot for me. I remember I was in school, you know, I was all excited. Everybody's coming in. We're going to go out in the woods the next day. We're going to all tell stories. I just really, really, really enjoyed that. The first telling of the story, it was a yeah. one foot fish and now yeah. it's a three foot fish. It's a three foot fish. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's good. Uh, I was, I was going to say, uh, we had a tradition growing up again, I'm an only child. So it was always just, you know, my folks and I on new year's Eve, we would do, uh, that was always the one night a year I could get mom and dad to agree to play Monopoly because they hated playing Monopoly, but they knew yeah. I loved playing Monopoly. So every year on New Year's Eve, they'd be like, all right, we're going to play Monopoly because we have all night literally to play because we're going to stay up till midnight. So we'll, we'll suffer through it with you. And I'd get so excited to play Monopoly. So that was a pretty fun tradition for many years. Uh, but no, I'm going to go with one that's still continuing to this day. And that is uh, my aunt and uncle from New Jersey and uh, their daughter, so my cousin and her husband, and now she has two kids. They every year come down, and then sometimes um, her brother, so my other cousin, and his wife are able to come, and now they're, they've got two kids. Um, so sometimes they're able to all be there together. They come and they rent a condo at the beach that's only like a mile down from where my parents live full-time. And so, and they come for a whole week and I can usually never make the whole week just because of work purposes and things like that, but can usually get there for three or four days and make a long weekend out of it to join them. And every night we hang out usually at their place because they're oceanfront uh, in a big condo and they have a great deck with a view of the ocean and it's just always so breezy and feels so good out there and just great family time. So it's always a fun visit. But then the last night, and we've done this for so many years now, like at least two decades, um, we have taco night on the very last night, and then we have um, ice cream night. And that's where everybody gets a Ben and Jerry's or you know some brand of a pint of ice cream, and we pass it all around. So everybody gets to try like eight to 12 different types of, <laughs> of ice creams. Um, up on the porch. And of course, it's super humid outside. It's North Carolina coast, you know, and so the yeah. ice cream is just melting instantaneously. So everyone's just chowing down on a bunch of bites of ice cream. And you end up eating way more ice cream than you should uh, because, you know, when the ice cream's harder, 
you're not eating as big of spoonfuls. And as ice cream starts to kind of get that meltiness to it, the spoonfuls get bigger and bigger. You know what I'm saying? So it's a race to the bottom. <laughs> it's a race to the bottom. <laughs> that sounds so. like a hoot. It is a hoot. It's just a lot of fun, and because uh, we're just having a great time out there, end of the vacation, and it's just kind of a, a nice, fine, uh, fun final night. And usually, there's a storm out over as after the sun is set. There's a storm out over the water, and you can kind of watch the lightning in the distance. And it's just that's just a, I don't know. It's a night every year that I look forward to. So that's funny you mentioned Monopoly because uh, you know we have a group of friends that go up to Indian River every year, and then we broke out the Monopoly board this year, and that was just a hoot. So Is we've, that been, right? play, nice. we've been playing it ever since, you know. So yeah. I miss board games. Yeah. I, none of my friends seem to like board games, so I, I got to make new friends who like board games because I, I really miss playing them. I literally own probably forty board games, and they never get played because <laughs> <laughs> we need to come to Michigan more often. All right, all right, uh, we'll, we'll set it up board game night at, at the Ray household. <laughs> I love it. Well, there you go. Getting to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. This is Simply Financial, and uh, we'll get back to the financial stuff coming up next. Stay tuned. Let's see what people are saying about those other financial guys out there. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Ooh, looks like you'd better stick with us. Thanks for joining us today on Simply Financial. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Penconning and Saginaw as well. We're online at insightfolios.com. Click the listen button. You can ask questions or listen to past episodes of the show. Kevin's the co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement, and joins us each week here on the program to help give us some great financial guidance and advice. If you'd like to meet with Kevin yourself and get some personalized guidance, you can do that very easily by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Talk about your financial plan, what needs to change and improve as you move forward to and through retirement. 888-885-PLAN. Kevin, I want to talk about making financial decisions as we wrap up today's show over the course of the next couple of minutes. And I'm curious when you see people who have maybe a difficult time making financial choices. I mean, there's some of us out there who have trouble making decisions on where to go eat dinner every night um, or what to make for dinner, those kinds of things. So then when it comes to the big financial decisions in life, sometimes people get a little paralyzed. So when people have that difficulty, what are the reasons that usually cause them to have that that trouble, to get stuck and not able to make a choice? Well, the big reason is fear, what I see in, in people. We just had somebody in our office uh, Wednesday, and you know they were, they were fearful. And what it comes, the fear comes from this, in most cases after doing this all these years, we sit down with a the client, they come into the office, we start the income planning process, and let's say they save $500,000 and then, you know, we start the income, they need $50,000 a year. We increase it with inflation. So we're going to add up all that income. Maybe they need $3 million of income if they live till 90. And then we're looking at what's called the shortfall. All right. So you need $50,000 of income and you have 30000 coming in, let's say, and you need, you short $20,000. So where's that $20,000 going to come from? Well, that's going to come from what you save. So that shortfall is what prompts the fear in most people that I see. And it it stops them from making the decision. Until we get to the point, all right, let's look at how we can solve that shortfall. Let's take and look at investments that will produce income in retirement, regardless of what the stock market does. And those may be dividends, annuities, bonds, CDs, whatever it is at that particular time. 
and we can show filling that shortfall. In other words, I like to fill that shortfall without spending principal or without selling shares or, or something along those lines. So my advice is going to be, let me show you how to do it. Once they see how we can take their dollars and convert it into income that's pretty predictable going forth for the rest of their life, we're going to find that, that that fear starts melting away and it makes making a financial decision so much more easier because now they understand the process. And it's been likened to, we've had clients that say, you know, it's like the Wizard of Oz. We come into your office and you pull the veil back. We see what's behind the curtain because the most important thing an advisor does is filling that shortfall. And most advisors do it. They'll grab, gather your information, you go home, and the advisors will do it behind the curtain. You don't see how it's done. With me, you come in and I show you right in front of you. We have a 55-inch screen on the wall, and I can show you how we fill that shortfall. And I think that's the biggest reason people have financial, you know, hard a hard time making financial decisions because they're just not sure, sure how to do that. Yeah, it's a great point. And I think that uh, it makes a lot of sense for why that paralyzation is that a word paralyzation maybe not i think so i think so maybe okay if it isn't it shouldn't be it, sh- it should be right yeah uh, why people get paralyzed or paralyzation if you will <laughs> and that, that's a uh, really good insight kevin so what are the dangers of then maybe not gathering enough information before making a financial decision do you see that happen sometimes where people get hey i'm overwhelmed by how much is out there so i'm just going to kind of move forward without maybe the other direction of you know doing enough research i i did recently and i know we mentioned it before in the past but you know i was in the, in the hospital not too long ago uh, getting some scans and the nurses were talking while i'm waiting to get scans and the nurses were saying just like this have you you know, gathered information? Have you got a plan? She talked to the other nurse. She goes, no, I think I can do it. And I'm listening to him talk like that for five or 10 minutes. And I finally broke in. So I can't take it. I leaned up off the scan table and I looked at him. I said, you can't do that. You can't go into planning without having enough information to make sure you can't go into retirement without having enough information to make sure that you're not going to run out of money. And I looked at them both and I says, you have a plan for me, right? We're just not winging this procedure. And they both kind of laughed. And to make a long story short, Walter, she has come into the office and we gathered the enough information for her to make a, a you know, good, smart financial decision. In the smart financial decision, in her cases, she has to work three more years. You know, she can't do it now, what she was thinking, but she has to only work three more years. And in this meantime, she's got another job opportunity where she wanted to work part-time, and that will fill the need. So that's the danger. You just can't wing it. You have to know before you're going into retirement. Don't do that. Get some answers. You know, Gather enough information before making that financial decision because the financial decision has to be a smart financial decision. We've all heard about the other financial decisions that don't work out. Don't let that be you. Great points all around the board there, Kevin. All right, so what are then the dangers of the other side of the coin? Too much information before making a financial decision. You see, what's more common, not enough information or people have done too much research? I think uh, it's probably pretty closer, but I think too much information. Okay. You know, because maybe a lot of times people come to my office. I'll give you an example here. Um, we had a couple come in my office. They've been to three or four advisors. And they come in, they got this 80 page, you know, 90 page, 100 page plan. And they don't, it's too much information. They don't know how to break it down. They don't know what it means. It was never explained properly. 
when you come into my office, it's a three-page plan. It's That's why we call it simplicity. We want to keep it simple so you understand it. So having that too much information, what, did it, what do you think it did to that couple, Walter? Well, kind of go back to C point number one, sort of paralyzed them, right? Yeah, paralyzed them, exactly, because, you know, analysis paralysis, right? That's what we, that's what we call pa- it. Paralyzation. Yeah, yeah paralyzation, yes. <laughs> so by having too much information, you know, because sometimes I don't know on these, you know, on these cookie cutter plans, I call them, where they're 80, 100 pages, they're one size fits all. And it's not a one size fits all plan that you need. You need the plan tailored just for you. Your situation is different than your neighbors. It's different than your brother, your sister, your mom or dad's. Everybody's different that comes to my office. So we tailor a plan based just on your circumstances, your goals, your bucket list items. You have a pension. Don't you have a pension? Maybe you have more social security than your neighbor. All those things come into play. So having too much information, let's narrow it down. Let's slim it down. Let's get the important, crucial parts in there and let's figure it out from there. So having too much information is usually a bad thing because people procrastinate and we know procrastination goes. Yep, does not take us to a good place, that is for sure. Uh, We're talking about how to make financial decisions, what are often barriers to financial decision-making, and those kinds of things on today's show. Uh, One more question for you here, Kevin, for the procrastinators out there, because we know that that can be another big problem. We've got the too little information, the too much information. Now we've got the folks who might research the proper information, but then they procrastinate making the right decision. How can we help them make decisions, uh, get off that procrastination train, and move forward in their lives and closer to you know getting that successful retirement? Yeah, well, we know procrastination doesn't work, and the most times people are procrastinating because they don't know which way to go. They're not, they're, they don't have the answer that they're looking for. It's not obvious to them. They don't have the confidence of what they're looking at to go into retirement. And that's where the income planning comes into play. Now, I've had many, many procrastinators come in the office and we go through that simplicity process, that income planning process. We can usually flush out that. We can usually say they have an aha moment about halfway through when we start going through the shortfall. How do we fill the shortfall? Because most people that come in my office are afraid of running out of money. And then uh, the other day I heard, you know what, Kevin, we're in your office. I heard that, yeah, we we can retire. And I left on cloud nine, but that's all I heard. So sometimes, you know, reiterating what you're going through, going over the plan, getting more education is what procrastinators are going to need to get the confidence to go into retirement and make it all the way through retirement. And where does it start? It starts with you. You have to be, you know, the first person who picks up the phone, who makes the, the, the trip into an advisor's office, who goes down that financial planning path. And once you do that, it is easy as that. When the one, two, three, you know, pick up the phone, come in the office, start the planning process. It is not any more difficult than that. And if you do the right planning process, you learn how to fill your shortfall going into retirement. It tends to take procrastination out of the plan because now you understand it. Now you can move forward with the confidence that you've been looking for and then go into retirement and enjoy it because you've worked 20, 30, 40 years to get here. The last thing you want to do is make a bad move and and have to go back to work 10 years later. So make a smart financial move, pick the phone up, start that process, get out of the procrastination mode and get educated on how You can take what you've saved your entire lifetime and turn that into the income that you're going to need and live a happy retirement because that's what everybody wants to do. 
You can get in touch with Kevin Ray and start making some better financial decisions in your life right now by calling 888-885-PLAN. Don't procrastinate. Don't put it off. Uh, Make sure that you're making the right choices when it comes to your financial future. Call Kevin today at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin serves you throughout the Tri-City area with an office in Pinconning, Saginaw as well. 888-885-PLAN is your number to call. Tap into that three decades of experience, that great wealth of knowledge that Kevin has about planning for retirement, helping families and individuals here throughout the Tri-City area successfully retire for a really long time. He knows the ins and outs, knows the pitfalls and the mistakes and the ways to avoid all those things. All you have to do is give a call if you want to tap into that knowledge and get a great financial plan in place yourself. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. That's all the time that we have for on today's program. Kevin, thank you for your help and guidance and assistance. And hey, let's do this again next week, shall we? Sounds like fun. All right, good deal. We'll be back with another show next week, right back here on Simply Financial. Uh, in between now and then, don't feel uh, you know, any hesitation. If you want to talk to Kevin about your financial life, give him a call, 888-885-PLAN, or go online to insightfolios.com. We'll talk to you next week on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.